Look who's here. Good morning, everybody. Welcome into First Take. Thank you for being with us. That, of course, is Stephen A. Smith. I'm Molly Karam. Christopher Mad Dog. Hello there. So Tim Legler in the monochromatic. I like it. Yeah, how about that? All right. NBA is always important on the show. Yes. Come on, you know this. All right, you want to get right into it, guys? Let's go. Okay. So how about the Kings coming back to stun the Warriors and advance in the in-season tournament? It came down to the wire. It was a one-point win as Malik Monk hit a fadeaway seven seconds left, and Steph missed a potential game winner from deep. Here's Clay addressing the critics. This was pregame. I don't know. Sometimes you earn these things like patience and time to find yourself. And I think history will uh, is on our side when it comes to that stuff. You say that, do you, have you heard people say that or is No, I don't care what people say. Like, they don't do what we do. They can't do what they do, that's why they talk. Why would I, like, come on. I don't care what people say at this point in my life. Next question. I'm with it. I, before we got into the debate, I didn't know if you just wanted to react to that. Yeah, I do want to react to that. Um, I would say this, maybe you should start caring. How about that, Clay? Now, I would challenge anybody on the planet. I can look Clay Thompson dead in the face. I challenge anybody on the planet that would find a bigger fan of Clay Thompson than me. I've been raving about this dude for years. You're a top five shooter on the planet. On the planet, okay? In terms of history, when you look at what this brother brings to the table, he's a four-time champion. You don't win a championship even a couple of years ago against Boston, a couple of seasons ago against Boston without Klay Thompson's contribution. We know what he's meant. We know what he meant to the Warriors because when he went down, they were never the same. Obviously, we get where he's coming from in that regard. I don't believe he should ever forgive the media for costing him $30 million because you remember back in the day when Kemba Walker was named third-team All-NBA, if Klay Thompson had made one of those teams, first, second, or third-team, he would have been available for the Supermax at $221 million instead of $191 million, and the Golden State Warriors would have given it to him because they had no choice at that particular moment in time. But then you go there, you get hurt in the finals and all of that stuff against Toronto. We see that. They were up by 30, by the way, when he was balling in that game six before he went down. Sorry, he, I'm saying they weren't up by 30. He had 30 before they ultimately lost that game six to Toronto. This is one of the greatest shooters in NBA history. But that ain't what you've been looking like. You're averaging 15 points a game. Klay Thompson, who religiously shoots better than 40% from three throughout his career, is shooting 40% from the field, 36% from three-point range. And by the way, that's an improvement. You've been playing like hot trash. That is, a bottom, that is the bottom line. We expect better from Klay Thompson. We know what kind of a champion he is. And with respectfully, that what he said right there before the game last night is a flat-out cop-out. That's about you not owning up to the fact that you're not doing the kind of things we know you can do, we know you're capable of doing, and you're just trying to shrug it off like you don't give a damn. Maybe you should give a damn because the Clay Thompson that I know that did give a damn plays better when he cares. And it's not to even imply that he doesn't care. It's just to say that, yo, you shouldn't be uttering stuff like that out of your mouth when you're playing like hot trash. Last night he did it. He had a decent, he had a decent first half. Ended up him and Clay, uh, Steph Curry only combined for like 4-14 shooting and 2 of 9 from three-point range in the second half. But damn, all of the praise, all of the adulation, all of the love that you received all of these years. The second you're struggling, now you don't care about what people think? Maybe you should. Maybe you should. All right. Does anyone else want to comment on the sound or you want to get to the debate? When they say... They don't care what people say. All athletes 
That's when you know they care when people say. Well, even more than just saying it, it you could tell by his reaction. When you get that irritated, no. you care. No. Right? You are listening. It does affect you. And look, I, I will say this about Clay Thompson. I've said it about him before. I don't think there's a player in this league that is harder on themselves when they are struggling than Klay Thompson is. He squeezes the ball too tight. He wants it to happen every time he touches it when he's not shooting well because he's got so much pride in what he does. He's got an edge to him about you know, certain categories and ranks and historical ranking and where his pecking order is in the league amongst other stars. He's got so much pride about it. He's almost defensive at times about it. But I think it works against him when he is struggling because he's not just out there relaxed and playing. He's wanting it to happen every time he catches it. And when that happens, it snowballs the other direction for a shooter. And I think that's some of what Klay Thompson is experiencing right now. By the way, just real quick as an ad, a career 41.5% shooter from three-point range. His first eight years in the league, 41, 40, 41, 43, or 44 really, 42.5, 40. That was with his percentages from three-point yeah. range. One of the greatest shooters we have ever seen. You ain't measuring up to what we have come to expect from you, bro. It is that simple. Okay. We expect better. Can I just say one thing in his defense before we move on? There is some validity to his statement, though. He's saying, like, based on my track record, yeah. give it time. I mean, Stephen A., he, he's been in the spotlight for so many years. Yeah, there no, might be part of him that's like, I really don't care anymore we, at this point. We're not addressing... We know nobody questioned his credentials. He's saying he doesn't care because people out there don't do what he does. Go back and watch Klay Thompson sit on a bench after he had been gone for the 2019, 2020, yeah. 2021 season. Watch him sit there and soak in all that adulation because religiously everyone has shown him love because we know how great no, he I is. No, I get it, but, but we don't do what he does. So, I mean, I'm just saying. That's not the Let's point. Let's keep going. Draymond Green in the refs, never a dull moment. He got a tech last night in his first game back from a five-game suspension. Here's Steph addressing that issue post-game. I ain't gonna lie. If that was anybody else, that's the one. Like, he's passionate in those conversations, and he uh, he's shown in the past that when you know he gets fiery, you kind of know uh, where the limit is. The carry sign and all that. I was doing the same thing right behind him, and they gave him the tech just because that's kind of what you expect him to do in that kind of situation. And I, I told him like just re refocus at that point. And let's just let's just hoop. But that was a that was a dumb tech for sure. Just for him, be fiery, be competitive, be who you are. Um, and but we all need to be mindful of not getting distracted uh, and, and just trying to play basketball. Mm. All right, let me give you some context on that. So at the time of Draymond's technical foul, the Kings trailed 107-98. to Immediately following the Tech, the Kings went on a 13-3 run to give them their first lead since the first quarter. I want to start with you here, Doug. Will Dre be a liability for Golden State? He won't be a liability, but guys like him, they're going to, in all sports, they're not going to get the benefit of the doubt. Rasheed Wallace never got the benefit of the doubt. I give you plenty of baseball players who always moan and groan about the strike zone. You think of a borderline pitch in a big spot, the umpire is going to give that player the benefit of that. He's not going to get the benefit of the doubt. And Draymond has put himself in a situation where he is not going to benefit the doubt. That didn't look that bad with the palming thing, but they, they're going to get called that because his reputation precedes him, and that's been going on in sports for 100 years. This is not the first time that a player that maybe didn't deserve it but gets it based on reputation. So as a result, he's going 
going to have to live with it. That's part of the situation with the Golden State team. He has no right to complain about it for this reason. First, I don't think he deserved that tech. He did not. He did not deserve I agree a technical that. foul in that situation. But here's the problem. You can't really complain if you're Draymond Green because no player in the history of sports has gotten away with more directed at the officials than Draymond Green. I don't know how many technicals he's had in his career, how many ejections, but you could triple it easily if they gave him everything that he deserved because he's the one guy I've seen that gets one, T, and then takes that as a license to really escalate things now. That's a good point. It doesn't calm down. He goes I mean, up. You never really see that at other guys. Other guys get one, and you're worried about getting ejected now, right? That's the whole point of a technical foul. Enough. Now you got to be quiet for the rest of the night and just go play. Draymond takes that as a license to say whatever I want. Excellent point. Because he dares people, right? So while he didn't deserve that, I understand, you know, historically and the reputation. That's what that's based on. And But I get his complaint. Now here's the thing. What Steph is saying, like, look, they've got to do a better job collectively of weathering the storm when something like that happens because it's a distraction in the moment. The crowd got into it, and that place can rock like any other arena in the league. I mean, it's unbelievable how loud it gets. I was playing against Kings teams that were winning 25 games, and it was one of the best environments in the league. Or his husband. They love their team. And and so Steph basically went on to say, look, we have to collectively – be able to stem the tide if the emotions start going in that direction and it's anything attributed to Draymond because we know how the crowd's going to react if it's Draymond Green. That's exactly what they're going to do. They're waiting for that moment. Oh, Draymond gets a tee. Now here they go. Everybody's on their feet. They're de- digging out of a hole and they go on a run. Steph Curry's just saying, we got to be smarter and better and collectively keep our poise in those moments. So he's really kind of protecting and defending Draymond. And, and to answer your question, by the way, to get back to this final thought, He's not going to be a, ultimately a liability mm-hmm. because the benefits to Draymond Green still outweigh the other stuff. They do. He's their primary decision maker. Mm-hmm. He's still their best defender. He's too important to what they do on both ends of the floor where you're ever going to say that this kind of stuff outweighs now you know, him being on the court and the benefit he brings to the team. If people don't see, you know, there's a lot of people out there that talk basketball that don't know basketball because they don't realize how important Draymond Green is to this team. Look at him in that first half yesterday. Look at him for the first few quarters. Look at him defending. He was defending fast breaks for crying out loud. He was doing it all defensively. And so you have to take that into consideration. And obviously he's a playmaker for them as well, getting Steph and Clay the ball. And with Chris Paul, once again, a leg injury, that certainly comes into play because that was a second playmaker, obviously, that you were relying upon. And now when you saw him go out again, see, once again, something like that happens. And the first thing you think in your mind is, is Chris Paul going to last? for them. Is he going to be there when it really, really counts come postseason time? Because injuries have been the just, just, just his Achilles heel, no pun intended, but it's just the way it is. Here's what I would tell you about Draymond Green, though. I'm glad that happened last night. I wasn't happy about it. I don't mean it like that. It's like, yeah, you got a technical foul. It wasn't deserved. But you need to know you're a target. You need to embrace the fact that you are a target when it comes to the officials. Now, do I like it? No. I think it's incredibly unfair. But he needs to know because it's not going away. You and I both know that. It's not going away. Here's the one thing that I would say about the officials. And this is the part that I don't like about it, doggy. And it needs to be said. 16 technical fouls, that's what it takes. After that, it's automatic one-game suspension. Thereafter, every two two texts leads to an additional game suspension. We have to understand that rule. Why? Because you've been suspended. 
during the playoffs before. You got suspended for a game last year against Sacramento. You got suspended, obviously, in 2016 for an NBA Finals that I firmly believe caused the Golden State Warriors a championship. You win games three and four in Cleveland. You go up 3-1. I'm sorry, game three, game four. You won game four. You go, you're going back to the Oracle for game five to close them out. And Bogut and Iguodala gets hurt in the very game you were suspended in. I believe they close out the Cleveland Cavaliers and they win the championship in 2016, but that's neither here nor there. In the end, if, you're, if you are Draymond Green, there is evidence, there is residue that the technical fouls mount, and ultimately it could potentially cost you down the road. And so for me, them doing this to him now is going to force him to gather some level of self-control so you can make sure that you are available for your team. Because I can tell you right now, Joe Lacob, Steve Kerr, and those folks, that's how they're looking at this. We don't think it's fair. We don't think it's right. We'll call the league office and defend you. We'll stick up for you. But in the end, damn it, we need you. We need you on a basketball court. So could you shut up? Could you find a way to be quiet and, and do what you need to do to stay on the court for us and let Steph or somebody else be the bad guy for you so we know we have you on the court? That's what this comes down to. I think a message like last night is grossly as unfair as that was, and because I think it was. It's a message to him. Mm -hmm. We're coming for you. We're not going to take this. And he needs, he's too brilliant of a mind to not embrace that and understand that. Why has it taken this long? I mean, he's taken, he's gotten himself in trouble in postseason play forever. Now, all of a sudden, they're going to teach him this lesson well, that he's not going to get himself in trouble. He doesn't want to change the way he plays. He doesn't want to change forever. He doesn't want to change the way he plays. But again, that's an element of playing, but it still comes with the game, and I get that, but you have to exercise self-control to make sure you're out on that basketball court. And he did yesterday because what he was doing, normally he would go up to the ref and get in his face. He wouldn't be doing something 10 feet away from him. Yeah. He'd actually walk up to him and get in his face. To him, that was self-control. Well, that ain't going to work. <laughs> right. And so because that's not going to work, now you got to come up with a different strategy. And the other point that I'll make, Doggy, real quick is this. You said, why didn't he learn? Well, here's the thing. Back in the day, you were superior. So you could afford to skip a game and you'd still find a way to win because you were the Warriors. That's not the case now. They can't win without him now. And because of that, it's even more important that right. he's available. We'll leave it there. To be continued, more NBA in just a bit. Tim Legler will be back with us. We're going to do a little swap out here. Marcus Spears coming out. Hey, Molly Karam here. And thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. When you're on a business trip, you know what goes completely off the rails? Your workout routine, especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym. So what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups, sit-ups in your room, run around the block, or you just skip it entirely. Lame. If you just stay at La Quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location. Now you can wake up, power your buys, your tries the right way, or de-stress with a little cardio. The choice is yours. Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow, you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. 
Tennessee, Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. Stephen A., Thursday night football tomorrow? Yeah. It's a good one. The 6-5 and five Seahawks take on the 8-3 and three Cowboys. Listen, I know how much you love those Thursday night matchups. Critics have brought up the Cowboys' strength of schedule, and Dak has some thoughts about that. Take a listen. The teams we've played haven't Records haven't haven't been great, um, but I can promise you everybody that comes in and everybody that we play, we do get their best shot. Uh, and not to say I don't think everybody else does that, but when you play the Dallas Cowboys, I can promise you um, the other teams, it is a little bit bigger than, than some of the games that they play. Oh, look who's here. Sunshine on a cloudy day. <laughs> Let, me Hi, Let me see my glasses. You want, you want my glasses? Yeah, my buddy's in the house. Put the man on with the color. S.A.? He's, I ain't going to put them all. I'm going to stretch them out. He's, he's getting better. He's getting better. God. What's up with I the know. hat? What's up with the hat? 25. Forgot it was on. I'm just saying. Well, you know, I like it. Happy nice suit. You look sharp yeah. today. I like it. What's up, Molly? Nice mm-hmm. shoot. Nothing. I'm just proud that all of y'all are following the rules and showing up. Molly, you got Dude, you don't Molly make did the you color rules. your hair? You know what I'm saying? No, why? It looks different. Look, 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 don't answer that. It ain't Barack yeah, Obama. There's I, only one. I was one. trying to figure out There's who. only one. That's Michelle. Uh, I would say to, to answer the question, to honestly answer the question, I mean, we could go back to JFK. We could go to I'll Ronald take that. Reagan. JFK, you I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll run with that. JFK, you don't need to, uh, you don't need to Ronald Reagan. Arm. I'm sorry to say this. No, don't take this wrong. Bill Clinton. Oh, Lord. Bill Clinton. Molly, what are we talking about? All right, you just. You, I'm just telling that's you. The time yeah, I gave you three. I gave you three. Time and for you to leave. Little Miss Red Riding Hood. Time to exit. Jacqueline's okay. a good one. I like the he first one. He always has to go too far. I like the first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did. I said JFK. What? Yeah. Bill Clinton, too. Modern day. You ain't need no more. I'm just saying. So, obviously, the Niners and Eagles are the game of the week. Swaggo, tell me this. Are the Cowboys on the same tier as the Eagles and the Niners? I believe so. Okay, and I say that with a big butt because we know the stretch they're about to get to uh, in this season with the games that I feel like are going to really tell us who the Cowboys are DNA-wise. I don't – this Seattle game, I'm not taking lightly, Mad Dog. I think they can win the game. Mm. They, if, if, it, if, if it goes the way that we've seen Dallas play, it should get handled. But ultimately, when you think about – first of all, it's Thursday night football, right? That's a different – that's a different. They do have a week off this time week because off. they played last. Absolutely. Thursday. So that 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 is a that's a thing for me. Like when you're looking at these these prime games, they haven't been massive blowouts. We've watched the Cowboys blow out teams for the last four weeks. The other thing is this too. 
What I like about Dallas beyond the competition that they played, they need to have this type of confidence and see this type of success going into what they're about to go into. So, look, I think they on the same tier with the 49ers and Eagles. That doesn't mean I don't think they're better right now. I think tier-wise, though, and the way Dak is playing probably closes that gap a little bit more for me than than, than any other thing in, about the game. The question is, are the Cowboys on the same tier as the 49ers and Eagles? Mm-hmm. You know good and damn well that answer is no. Why? Emphatically so. Who the hell have you beaten? You beat five last-place teams. They, you know, just, just stop. They stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. They're not on the same tier. Listen, it's not a good point. It is point. a good they point. No, no, no. First of all, you've been knocking them about the schedule, and that is a good point. First of all, I do not appreciate being interrupted for you to disagree with me at the same time. Okay, I'm talking about. I'm not talking about you. She's interrupting me. Okay, while disagreeing with me, pick one. Damn it, disagree with me. Here's my point. The Dallas Cowboys mm. got smacked around by the San Francisco 49ers. So, okay, they ain't on that tier. Okay. So now we're asking ourselves, okay, are the Eagles on the tier of the 49ers? The Eagles beat them in the NFC Championship game, although they lost all four quarterbacks, and we understand that. They have the best record in football. They have a leading candidate for league MVP in Jalen Hurts. A.J. Brown is also an MVP candidate. Devontae Smith has shown up. Even without Dallas got up, we see in the, you see in Swift run the football Exceptionally well, their offensive line is no joke. Even with Jason Kelsey making a couple of false start, uncharacteristic false start mm-hmm. penalties. And we know defensively, even though they're sus- their secondary may be suspect at times, giving a little bit too much, they still find a way to close the deal, overcoming double-digit differences in four consecutive games. So if we're looking at the Eagles as the best team in football, and we're saying that the San Francisco 49ers, they're on that tier. And the San Francisco 49ers smacked the Dallas Cowboys like they spoke, like they stole something yep. and spanked them, okay? Then I don't want to hear that they're on the same level as as, as Philadelphia and San Francisco, that remains to be seen. Now, if you roll up out there and you beat Seattle and then you know what, you go up against the Philadelphia Eagles, I feel you on that. Right. But as of today, Dallas has to prove they're on that tier. They haven't yet. Okay. New England, Carolina, the Jets, Giants. two smackdowns against the Giants. Yep. I mean, my God, last place teams draped all over the damn place. That's who they've been beating, and we're going to sit up there with a straight face and say that they on the same level as the Philadelphia Eagles or the San Francisco 49ers just because they played the Eagles tough? Nah. Let me ask Close you a the deal. Let me Close ask you a the deal. Mad Dog, before you go, let me ask you a question. Would you be shocked if Dallas beat Philly? I wouldn't be shocked. No. I wouldn't be shocked. I'm saying, I, I wouldn't be shocked. I'm not, I know they're a good team. I'm saying, are they on the question? Are they on the tier of San Francisco and Philadelphia? Mm. The answer is no. Okay. Let's stop giving them flowers before they earn it. Not giving them anything. When you lose a game by three on the road to your divisional well, opponent, well, well, you're not far Well, what from happened to San Francisco? San Francisco, they got smacked. Okay. We all watched Okay. It. We saw – we. Stephen A., if we gonna do, if we going back to that, you don't think Dallas has gotten better is since Arizona, that game? Is Arizona on the level of San Francisco or Philly? No. But did they beat Dallas? The Jets beat Philly. I, I'm just saying, it happens. That's, that's all I'm trying to say. That's that don't I'm make saying. them on the same tier. Stephen A., based I hate on. Her. Go ahead, Mad Dog. Go ahead. I don't, what? I don't yeah. want to. What you looking at me and shaking your head for? I guess you're wrong. You're yeah. wrong, man. That's that you're haterade wrong. taste oh, today. You don't know what oh, you're please. talking about. I, I know exactly what no, the hell I'm talking about. No, you don't. Yes, I do. Oh, they lost him. to San Francisco yes, in week four. You're not going to give them a little better for the doubt when they lose game you week think four in San Francisco? They lost in September. It's Christmas time. I'm asking, do you think they're the same team? They lost in September. 
Yeah, you agree. Give them a little protein. break. I'm, I, I'm, I, I agree with I you. Do. You think they're the same team that they were week I four? Think, I think they are. The point that I'm making is Dallas was good That's week sad. four. They're damn good now. I'm not saying that they should be condemned for the loss to Arizona. I'm simply saying they were a damn good team. This is the problem with Dallas Cowboy fans. All them damn trolls, okay? Cockroaches, rats, roaches, and a Cowboy fan. That's what the hell was good with a survivor of a nuclear bomb show. They come out of everywhere. They make me sick, okay? The fact of the matter is the Dallas Cowboys win more games than they lose when Dak Prescott is their quarterback in September, October, November, and damn sure December. And then they nosedive like a bag of cheap bricks comes January. Yep. Why are we sitting here acting like, oh my God, we're seeing something different than what we've seen from them. We're seeing what we always see. They're a very good team. They beat most teams that they go up against mm-hmm. Monday, September through December. And then January, the reckoning comes and all of a sudden we sit back and we go like this. Damn, you know, here they go and they didn't get it done. Uh, well, I told you before what was going to happen. And I've been right for 28 straight years. Okay? Yeah. This is who they are. Dallas is going to go 13-4. and four. When you go 13-4, and four, you shouldn't be a five seed. Dallas is going to win 13-17 and 17 games and they're going to have to be on a road in the postseason. You have to give them a little bit of a break, Steve. If it was the shoe was on the other foot and they won the division and Philadelphia was the fifth seed, Dallas would have an excellent chance to get to a Super Bowl. What kills Dallas is not so much they're not that good or they can't win a big game. That's a little part of it. But what kills Dallas is they're in the same division with Philadelphia that right now has got nine lives. Philly should have lost to Washington and won in overtime. Philly should have lost the other day to Buffalo for crying out loud. Should have. Kansas City dropped a touchdown pass. They should have lost that That game in Kansas City. And they should have lost last week to Buffalo for crying out loud. No, no, no. Because Gabe Davis is wide open in the end zone and he threw the wrong pass. Excuse me. Excuse me. I have watched the games. No, you're not yes, watching I, have, it I am watching the games. I am watching games. I pointed out how they should have lost to Kansas City. I'm not going to take away from the fact that the, the Philadelphia Eagles, they were down 17-7. They did come back. They were down to the deficit again. They did come back. Excuse me, it's overtime. And just because you missed your damn opportunity doesn't sit up there and excuse the fact that the Philadelphia Eagles marched right downfield and closed the, the deal when they needed to do it. They that, that doesn't matter. That, 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 oh, my is, God. Is, is he not a big-time kicker, Elliot? Can I Does he not have ice in his veins? He missed a 59. He made a 59. Two gummies in, and he could pick Mad that dog, up. Can I have a second? Let me, let me, let me just bring some context. Okay, go ahead. You, you, you would think the way Stephen A. talks mm-hmm. that the Cowboys – have been dominated by these teams. I did not say and that. No, I did no. not say that. The, the way you just talked. See, see, that's a Cowboys you say fan right there. Tier. Well, we ask about teams. I say, I'm saying they're as good as they were okay. earlier. So they're so, a good team. So if you listen, go ahead to Stephen A. Talk. Go ahead. You would think that Dallas gets destroyed when no. they get to January. They lost to the 49ers 12 to 19 mm-hmm. in the playoffs last year. Mm-hmm. All right. The the year before that in 2021, Mad Dog. Oh, they blew that game. They should never have lost. They blew that game. 23-17. 23-17. So this man, it, like, if you listen to him, you would think they losing by three touchdowns. 100%. And they we, when lost. we talk when we talk about same tier, this is <laughs> my this is my I agree with you when it comes to the 49ers and the Philadelphia Eagles and where they have gotten mm-hmm. when they've been in the playoffs. Obviously, we've seen both of them in the Super Bowl. But when we start having a conversation about the same tier. Or we start talking about if Dallas has an opportunity to win those games, yes. 
Like, we, Dak is playing the best we've seen him play, my brother, Stephen A., my brother, in three years. You are the football player, okay? I I'm, hate when you on, say that. I'm the journalist and the commentator. That. I know what the hell I said, okay? You ain't never hear me say that Dallas can't play, that they ain't a good team, nor did I sit up there and say they got blown out or anything like that other mm. than the San Francisco game. Yeah. What I have religiously stated for years about the Dallas Cowboys, just be patient. Right. They'll find a way to get in their own way and mess things up, which they have done, mm -hmm. okay? So when you sit up there and say, I would sound like, Oh, my goodness, they've been losing by three touchdowns or anything. No, I sound like a person that says, be patient right. because the same thing y'all keep bloviating about, they're going to find a way to mess it up because it's what they do. Right. And so, religiously, we have all sat up there scratching our heads. How could they do this? How could they do that? What is wrong with them? Why don't you give Ezekiel Elliott the ball more in the past? Mm. Why didn't you find Why didn't you find Michael Gallup? Why did Amari Cooper show up so small in the playoffs? Okay, right. is C.D. Lamb ready? The defense, oh, my God, it was trash. And then Quinn comes along and it's big time. Micah Parsons, the second coming of the modern-day Lawrence Taylor. We're talking about Trayvon Diggs goes down. Deron Bland comes in. Suddenly he an MVP candidate with pick sixes all over the place, okay? Stephon Gilmore is a future Hall of Famer in a lot of people's eyes. Right. He elevated the cornerback room. But somehow, some way. When you go against San Francisco, when you go against Philadelphia, what happens? And then we're looking at a team right now. Well, his record against Philly, not five, bad. Five home games, five home games this year. The Dallas Cowboys have outscored the opponents 205 to 60. In that five-game span, not, have not trailed at home this season in 300-plus minutes. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying to you is this. Sounds beautiful, doesn't it? We really, really think that's going to last. Even because like I contend it won't. If I'm wrong... The proof will be in the pudding. But, but, you but I, until then. Right. But you and I have had is. a conversation about the moments that are coming for Dallas. Can we not agree on that? Have we had that conversation? Yes, sir. All right. So we've had the conversation about the moments. When you ask a question, Cowboys on the same tier as the 49ers. On the same tier same as the 49ers and Eagles. Based on this year and the way that they're playing, can we can we agree that their quarterback playing the we best just, he's, he's played? Yeah, yes. No, no, I think he played better his rookie year personally. For no, me, I'm saying in the last three years. Can we yeah, say yeah, that? Absolutely. Right. So, absolutely. So if his elevation, right, we got to see it with right. these games coming up. Right. But based on what we've seen with his elevation, mm -hmm. you don't think the Dallas Cowboys can go and play the, the 49ers or the, the Philadelphia Cowboys Eagles and have play, a chance to win the game? I think the Cowboys the game. can play the 49ers and the Eagles. I think it could be very competitive. I wouldn't even be surprised if they beat the Eagles coming up in a couple of weeks. It's a regular season game. I damn sure wouldn't pick them to win a playoff game against Philly. I damn sure wouldn't pick them to win a playoff game against San Francisco. Chris, and That's not fair. only that, last but not least, right. remember, we were talking about whether or not Detroit was on their level. Okay. But Before Detroit, Thanksgiving. Wait, oh. Detroit showed you they're not. If Dallas was not the fifth seed, and did not have to win in Philly and in San and Francisco back-to-back yeah. -back weeks, you know what? they can go to a Super Bowl. Right. And if Philadelphia didn't get mm -hmm. breaks, which cool. they got against the Cowboys, cool. which they got against Buffalo, mm -hmm. which they got against Kansas right. City, which they got against the Patriots right. in week one, which they got against Washington in overtime in their first meeting of the year, mm -hmm. Dallas would be the one or two seed. You know what? And then they would be on the same tier. Right. Yeah. Hurts Dallas, which right. you are not paying attention to, is that they're the fifth seed, which means in January, in Philly, in San Francisco, in seven days. 
Too much to ask. All right. But that's a different what question makes you think I'm not, what makes you think I'm not, What tier. makes you think I'm not paying attention to that? And oh, by the way, doggy, guess what? If I went to hair club for men, my hairline would be about two feet forward. It wouldn't look as thin on the Ew. top. And I, and I, it's a whole lot of ifs. <laughs> it's a whole lot of ifs. I entertain ifs all the time. Matter of fact, let me call hair club I for men. I, I think, think I'm getting a little bit too thin. I didn't think we let were, me fix that. You I didn't think we were saying? foreshadowing right. towards the playoffs. I thought we were talking about are they on the same tier right now. I'm just saying. Right now, I think they're on the same tier. Go ahead. Are you done? Go ahead, madam. Right now. Madam, madam. If they get blowed out, I'll be the first Molly to say that. I can tell you, you're a little defensive, a little annoyed in that. Yeah, that you had your it's back it's up it's against the wall. That was stressful for you. He got beat in that one. He got beat. He doesn't like two against one. He don't like two against one. He even had a baseball bat. Then you throw me in and he's dead. Let me ask you this. Can I get to Miami? You're going to be a quiet man. Can I ask him a question, please, Molly? Fine, fine. All right, so what are we – I need to know what – like what Is their expectation just to get to the Super Bowl? Is that what you – like, if, if they lose in the Super Bowl, what's going to be? Well, I'll still be happy. But right. the bottom line is, is that if they get to the Super Bowl, I got to give them props. You give them that props. ain't happening. I got you. I got That I ain't happening. They I lose a the championship game in yeah. San Francisco after beating Philly. They lose 35-31. You're not going to give them a break? No, he not. not. Okay. <laughs> he not. All right. You know who's going to give them a tough time? The Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins may have just three – pretend to listen to what I'm saying, all right? Have just three losses on the season, but the knock, like the Cowboys, is that they haven't played the toughest schedule. That's creating no doubts for the Cheetah. Tyreek, are you Super Bowl bound? <laughs> Tyreek, do you think you can go all the way? All the way to the Super Bowl? Yeah. Oh, of course, man. Um, We got the – we got the perfect team to do it. I won a Super Bowl, and I feel like this is probably the the better team oh, okay. than when we won a Super Bowl back when I was on KC. <sighs> nice boat right there. Uh, Mad Dog. Yeah, come on. You picking I, up it, what he's putting down? No, what it? a joke. I mean, they got killed in Whoa. Buffalo. They lost to Kansas City, and they lost by two touchdowns to the – uh, to the Eagles. Now he's going to sit there and put this team. This team has done nothing. Be fair. And they didn't play that great against the Jets. Tua hasn't been wonderful. I'm not in love with Miami in a big. Plus, they lose the linebacker with the Achilles, which is yep. a big injury. Yep. I, I have they some issues. They're, they're going to miss him. I got some major issues with Miami. You think Miami is going to win on the road in a big postseason game in yeah. Baltimore or in Kansas City? I got to see that to believe it. The answer is no. They are not as good as Kansas City and they are, or not as good as the Kansas City team that won a Super Bowl. And Hill's crazy if he thinks this is the best team in the AFC. How's you, that? You know, it's first of all, the fact that he plays for Miami already excludes us believing him. That's, That's a good point, too. He's biased. The other thing is, they arguably, when, when Tariq won the Super Bowl <laughs> with the Kansas City Chiefs, they arguably have the best quarterback to ever play football mm-hmm. playing on that team. Mm-hmm. They arguably had the best tight end to ever play football. On that, tight end, on, on that team. They also have a D tackle that I think is going to go to the Hall of Fame in Chris Jones on that team, right? And then you think about how good the San Francisco 49ers were in that Super Bowl. That defense that they played against, the way that they had to come back in that game with Patrick Mahomes. And Tyree got the nerves enough to say he thinks this team is better? Well, let me say this to y'all. I agree with y'all. But not with the momentum you're giving the subject. I don't summarily dismiss it. I'm inclined not to agree with him because there's only one Patrick Mahomes. But let's understand what he's saying. Tyreek Hill is all world. Braxton Berrios is no scrub. Neither is Jalen Waddle. 
pay attention, Raheem Mostar is averaging 5.2 yards per carry. Mm-hmm. Okay? The, they've got the number two rushing attack, the number one passing attack. Okay? And looking at their numbers right here, okay, they are number two in the NFL in offense and points scored and number one in yards accumulated. So what I'm saying to you is this. You combine that with the fact that Miami's defense – Ranked 11th against the pass, 6th against the rush. It's not as awful Mm -hmm. as those Kansas City teams were that Tyreek Hill played for on the defensive side of the ball. I don't want to say they were awful, but they were not that great. They're certainly not what they are now, Kansas City's defense. I agree with that. And offensively, you look at how potent it is. What it really comes down to why we believe he's wrong is because Patrick Mahomes is on another level And Tyreek Hill is trying to convince us that Tua can be. I'm saying no to that just like y'all are. But if you look at Miami's weapons, wait a minute now. We're up against it. Can't summarily dismiss that. Got to roll. Hey, I'm Molly Caram, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Have you ridden an electric bike yet? Well, you need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to more exploring time outside on their bikes. So they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range for up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. You can now stream the most MLB games on DirecTV without a satellite dish. Yes, catch the clutch hits, strikeouts, grand salamis, web gems with nothing on your roof. So whoever's up there, whether it's roofers, Santa, birds, old-time chimney sweepers, moody teenagers, thrill-seeking raccoons, you name it, they won't find a satellite dish, but you will find your MLB games on DirecTV. That means DirecTV is your home for baseball this season. Root, root, root with nothing on your roof. Yes, stream your team. Call 1-800-DIRECTV or visit directtv.com to sign up today. Claim based on the total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Thanks so much for listening to the First Take Pod. Have a fabulous day. 
Let's look at the latest college football playoff rankings. Georgia remains at number one, and Michigan climbs to number two after their big win over Ohio State. Washington, Florida State round out the top four with Oregon, Ohio State, Texas, and Alabama on the outside looking in. Where's my guy when I need him? Here he is, the man of the hour, Paul Feinbaum. Top of the morning to you, sir. Uh, Paul, I'm going to jump right into it. Tell me this. Does a Bama win over top-ranked Georgia in the SEC championship game mean two SEC teams are in? It should, Molly, because it's already established the SEC is by far the best conference. And when you use the eye test, which is what I think we need to do, look at teams and say, could, that, could they be another team? There would be no doubt in my mind. Alabama having beaten the best team in the country this year and really for the last three years. Uh, and, and Georgia, which is fantastic. Uh, if they lose a close game to Alabama, uh, are you going to put someone else in who hasn't played the competition, who isn't at the same caliber? And I think we, we get so hung up on this. It's not about two SEC teams. To me, it's about the four best teams. And when you start throwing analytics up, you lose that context. Well, let me start here, if I may, Paul. Oh, here right. we go. Uh, Let's say can't, Alabama can't beats wait. Georgia, which would create tremendous <laughs> chaos if Alabama beats Georgia. Okay. Let's say Washington beats Oregon for the second time. Let's say Florida State wins against Louisville. And let's say Michigan wins. Those are – Florida State's unbeaten. Michigan's going to make it anyway. They're unbeaten. And Washington's unbeaten. Paul, how are you going to take Georgia over three teams that are unbeaten uh, when they lost to Alabama in a championship game of the SEC? Hey dog, hey, dog, oh, just a quick question here before the, scream, before the screaming starts. Yes. If Florida State, without its best player, you are okay. aware of that, I know. I, I do. Yes, I am. Matches up against Georgia. How do you think that game would turn out? I understand that. Are we, are we basing this on well, Vegas odds? Well, what are we bookies? talking about here? Well, I mean, I mean what I are, well, a, seriously, what are we, what, where Paul, are you going here? Because, well, why, because they're well, undefeated well, in a league with Wake Forest in Pittsburgh and, and Syracuse in Boston well, then, College. You're telling me, oh, they, they deserve to be in? I mean, well, what, well, what are you smoking, Mad Dog? They beat LSU, who you just said out of the SEC okay. is the best. They beat LSU, so let's remember that, too. Labor uh, Day weekend. With, 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 hey, Mad Dog. With, Travis. With Jordan Travis, their I best player. Uh, it, but if you feel that way, Paul, okay. then put Ohio State in. Because Ohio State's the fourth best team in the country. If you're so convinced we're going to take the fourth best team, let's put Ohio State in. They got the best receiver. They could have beaten Michigan and I, they lost I, one I, game. So if you want I to think go with the best I, I think, thing, I think, take them in. Well, I probably, if the two of us were picking it, I would pick Michigan, Ohio State, uh, Alabama in this situation, and Georgia. They are the four best teams in the country. Well, that's why, that's why it's not all about the four best teams, Paul. That's why you have conferences well, where you have to well, look into what they did in the conference. You, you didn't, you didn't, I'm just simply talking about Georgia right now. You're bringing up all these other things. Where well, are you, Stephen Here's what I'm saying. If Washington beats Oregon again and goes undefeated, and Florida State wins the ACC and beats Louisville and they go undefeated, and Michigan beats Iowa, those are four undefeated teams. So we're going to leave Georgia. But, but Mad put Dog, Georgia in, Washington will have beaten Oregon which is a really good team. Florida State's beating Louisville. Did you watch the Louisville-Kentucky game last week? I mean, it was dreadful. I mean, that's you're going to give them a, an award because they beat Louisville, which lost to Kentucky, which has five losses? I mean, are you, I mean seriously, I, I, I'm, uh, listen, I am shocked I by, you, by what you're saying here. Theoretically, you are correct. 
Georgia is better than Florida oh, well, State. Oh, I don't agree. But that's. But again, we okay. just we just we just analyzed the idea. If we're just taking the four best teams, Ohio State should go. So we understand well, that Georgia is better. Fine than with Florida me. State. I'm good. Let's go right now. Can, I don't, can, can, we don't even need this for this uh, weekend. Can I upset this a little bit because I'm about to say something that Please. might annoy you, doggy? Might annoy most of America. But me, I mean, I'm talking to an aficionado on college football and a Hall of Famer. I'm the outsider looking in. I watch the college football games when I can. You know me. I'm about Alabama all day, every day. That's who I am, okay? That's how I feel. Here's where it gets tricky, though. If Alabama beats Georgia, maybe you make the argument that both can't go in, but which one you put you sending in? You still sending? Are you sending in Georgia to defend its two-time reigning defending national championship status because they lost the SEC championship game before and then came back and beat Alabama in the national championship game. I got to take that in consideration. But here's the part that is going to annoy all of y'all because now I'm on the outside looking in. I saw TCU get stomped 65-7 to in the national championship game last year. It was an atrocity. And we walked into the game anticipating it was going to be an atrocity, and it still eclipsed our expectations. We didn't expect it to be as bad as we expected it to be against Georgia. We didn't expect it to be that bad, okay? And so as a result, we, we lamented the fact that, you know what, should they have been there, should they have been there. When we're looking at a Florida State, when we're looking at a Washington and some of these other teams, and we're questioning the validity of their stature and whether or not they deserve to be there, it does come into play the SEC being that conference, looking at an Alabama, looking at a Georgia, looking at a Michigan, Ohio State, et cetera, and saying, okay, excuse me, don't we want not just the best four teams. Don't we want a competitive postseason? Because I'm telling you right now, yeah. it ain't good to see a redo of what we saw. And I think what I'm trying to say is I think the points that you're making, Joggy, TCU ruined that. Because everybody is sitting in the residue from that annihilation still exists. We don't want to see that again. We do not want to see that again. And if we believe, if Florida State runs the table, we look at Florida State and we go like this, all right, George, you know, Travis is out. Okay, do you really, you know, yeah, they might deserve it, but you, you don't really want to see them without him. You don't want to see that. All right. So, so in other words, you're telling Florida State that they don't deserve, they're not the top four teams, so even if they beat Louisville, the heck, they're out. And I'm saying to you, it happens in college, in college, play, in college football all the time. And that, Every single also, year we're saying that to somebody, and also, a few teams. And you and Paul are also telling me, that why should I watch the SEC championship game? Georgia's going to make it anyway. What does this make? I'm not saying so that. So why should I put the game on? I'm not saying. Well, I'm so saying. why should I sit what there and put Alabama, What if Alabama beats Georgia and that's an excuse to leave Georgia out? That makes it interesting. That makes it compelling. I don't necessarily agree that both SEC teams should be in there, but I'm saying that you one of them got to. You cannot have a college we football player without an SEC team are, in there. We are, Not as great as they are. We are saying that. That cannot what happen. What we're saying, what Paul and I are debating, no, no. is if Alabama wins, what do no. we do with Georgia? That's the point. Well, well, doggy, Stephen A's right. I, I mean, if Alabama wins that game, they're in. I mean, Georgia – Fend for themselves. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sitting here with a picket sign trying to get Georgia in the playoffs. I'm trying to. I'm trying to leave Florida State out because they really should not be in this conversation. That is my only point here, doggy. And you're trying. And you're going to die on that hill for what reason? I don't know. 
right. I understand that, that was, they're that not the as good, word. but they went through their conference undefeated. It's Florida State. They beat LSU. Doggy, they beat LSU. Doggy, how many, Doggy, how many ACC games have you watched this year? I mean, do, do, I, do you see the competition compared to the SEC, which I has, a, according to the AP poll, well, then why are they, five then, of the why top 13 four, schools in the country? Then why are they fourth right now? What are we wasting our time for? They're ranked fourth, Florida State. Well, I don't. I really, I really don't know why they are, uh, because this committee is like the UN. They don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. And by the way, all right, let's leave it on that line. You cover college sports let's all the go. time. It happens all the time. Let's go.